Welcome, this is Stephen Lee, and this is Life and the Living of It. A lot of my writings come from answering questions from other people. For example, one day one of my friends asked, in all honestness, in all sincerity, what can I do? There are so many problems. It seems totally impossible that anything that I did would have any kind of effect. And out of this question, then, I started writing about how do we start doing for others. St. Francis of Assisi is my favorite saint and also my favorite teacher. And he said, start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. I think Francis knew exactly what he was talking about. Nothing is impossible. At least that's what I'm beginning to understand. Yet how do we, how do I, start doing the impossible? I mean, it's not like I can leap off a tall building in a single bound or cure all the diseases in the world or bring world peace. I mean, it would be nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. In the face of all the fundraising and awareness raising and heart-wrenching commercials of poverty around the world, it's, it's easy for me to become jaded or apathetic or... Really, just like my friend, to feel totally overwhelmed. Then, like he, I have to ask myself, where do I start? How can I start to make a difference? The larger issues in this life may be too large for any one person to handle. I know that sometimes it feels like that. But instead of being overwhelmed by the needs of everyone, usually I find a single person or a small group of people and their needs... Their trials, their problems hit me between the eyes and in the heart. For this group of people, or for this person, I feel like I must do something. What's necessary that needs to happen? And this is kind of a complex question. What's necessary that needs to happen is two parts. What's necessary that I do for myself so I can help other people? And what's necessary that I do for others? Let me disabuse myself and y'all about the notion that it's not selfish to provide for what you need for yourself. I can't feed a single person if I'm so poor I don't have any food to feed them. I cannot get so depressed that I can help someone out that's depressed. Unless my issues and my needs are somehow being addressed, then if I try to help someone else, I'm including them in my wounds and my needs. And really, I would rather focus on the other person and see what they need. So start by doing what is necessary for yourself. Then we turn to what is necessary for the other person. And this takes some discernment. This takes some thinking. This takes some time. If you haven't done for yourself, then you may be helping that person out of your own needs. And thereby, uh, I have often misunderstood what their actual needs were. I have a dear friend who is a Lakota, and he lives up in the reservation in South Dakota, and he told me that there are vans of church people who drop off clothes and then leave. The problem is they don't understand that there's no transportation system. There are no trucks to deliver the clothes all over the reservation. The people in the reservation didn't ask for clothes in the first place. And yet he always sees church van after church van coming by and dropping off quote-unquote necessities. And he said there are acres of used clothes rotting in the sun. 
One time when I was doing homeless ministry in San Antonio years and years ago, I had some carnation breakfast bars with me, and I was trying to hand them out to people. And one woman said to me, I know where to get food. What I need is a blanket. And you know, that kind of put things in perspective for me. Here I was, a good Christian with carnation breakfast bars, handing them out, and I didn't realize that in the fall they needed blankets. From then on, I tried to talk to people and to figure out what they needed rather than what I thought they needed. And then the question comes up, what do you do after the necessary, or at least the necessary that you can take care of, that I could take care of, has been done? Do we stop the relationship? Do we pack up our vans? Do we go home? Do people only need the necessary? What else is possible? I sat with a woman in total silence for about 15 minutes, and then she slowly started telling me about her life, about the problems she had with her family, about the series of circumstances that sent her to the streets. She may have needed food, she may have needed a blanket, but she also needed someone just to talk to, to vent to, to feel like someone was listening. And later on, I would see her on the streets and wave to her and ask how things were going, and we had established a friendship. Now, I don't know about her, but I think I got more out of that friendship than she did. And it truly does begin with relationships. The true change happens not when we give what's necessary, not when we do what's possible, but when we enter into relationships with people. Now, it took me a long time to realize that when helping other people, it's not a series of transactions. It's not a checklist to be marked off. It's not a youth service project. Yes, food drives and blanket drives and fundraising are all very important, as long as they're not the only thing that's done. And sometimes I am the recipient of the relationship. I am the recipient of the necessity and I am the recipient of a new world of possibilities. Years ago, I got sick at summer camp, and I had to leave. I had spent the entire summer getting to know the staff, but every three weeks I would have to go home to get chemotherapy, and then every week have a blood test while at camp to see what was going on. Well, one day I got a call that said my white count was shockingly low. So in the space of half an hour, I had to pack up. I had to say all of my goodbyes. I had to leave on someone else's terms besides mine. Now, the staff could have just said goodbye. But instead, someone created a huge scroll of fabric. And it had the well wishes and prayers and thoughts from the people I had come to love. Was it a necessity? No. Did I need it to survive? No but it was exactly what my heart needed. They had come to know me, and they knew what my heart needed, what would have made this ending and this goodbye bearable. And that fabric scroll I had with me for decades. Did the staff make a difference in the world? You know what? They did. Because they helped change the way I saw the world. They changed how I saw other people. They opened up the possibility of what other people who love me can do. So for me, the entire world changed. Start by doing what is necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are part of doing the impossible.
That's how we address the impossible problems, one heart at a time. And this is life and the living of it.